0: Thanks for joining us today. You are listening to one of our partner shows. It is the Tour Coach podcast with Tony Ruggiero. He has some phenomenal guests on talking about teaching tour pros. He'll have his players on. It's always a great show. Today was another great episode. I want to share that with you here on the Golf Science Lab podcast. Let's get into it.
1: Joining me here on the Tour Coach, first time. Smiley, we get like a decent number of people other than my mom and stuff listening to this. This is kind of surprising, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while. And then actually, when I saw you, we we're talking to you when you're up at the USAM and stuff, I was like, I need to go ahead and get Smiley on, but uh, appreciate you taking the time to sit in. I know you got a couple off days, but uh, good to have
0: you. Hell yeah, man. Uh, it's like the old
1: days, just it is, isn't just it? Kind talk, of?
0: Just, just talking shop, whole deal,
1: talking shop. <laughs> we could get in later to what do you think about Brian Kelly going to LSU from Notre Dame, but we'll, we'll handle that on another one. But, um,
0: yeah, either that or
1: who you got for Monday night football tonight, either or (laughs) man, I'm going to be honest. I love the bills, but it scares me because I think everybody, you know, how I go against everybody. Oh yeah. Um, I like going against everybody. I like going against the money, but I mean, Buffalo looked good first game. And, uh, Yesterday, I was in the dome, and and I'm not going to get into what I think about Jameis Winston quarterbacking right now. Um, <laughs> uh, man, the their defense looks amazing, but we got to get a quarterback. So it was I'm with run. you,
0: man. It's it's going to be a long battle
1: with him. He's going to win games. He's going to lose games. Yeah, you know, that's how Jameis is. I kind of think sneaky. Like I felt like I know this isn't popular, but I think Andy Dalton could have won the game yesterday if he was quarterback. I just don't think he'd have turned it over four, th- three, four times. He's been pretty good at not turning it over for a while. And then yeah. finally it kind of came out yesterday, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure did, unfortunately. So, but what I wanted to talk to you about is like obviously, I mean, look, everybody knows you've had some struggles in the game and, and all of that. And documented, you know, I've been a fan of yours since when we started working. And uh, but I, I, I don't think people realize I tell I was talking to some juniors and college players not long ago, and I said, like, When I first, when we first started working, which I think was like senior year, it was in Sunkist in Biloxi, one of the finer practice facilities we've ever been to, you know, that was your senior year through the time we worked. I tell folks all the time, you were maybe one of the best students I ever had. I remember we did this little teeny thing for Golf Digest and we talked about how you just had three things that you stayed on and you were really good at that. Yeah. I think it's a great lesson for people. Like you were an unbelievable student you worked your ass off and I think it shows you how quick the game can change also for the good. Like you can go from not playing as good as you want to having a hell of a run for two years. It was, and before we even get into that, like you were a huge part of my career, been a huge part, like first person I really went out and traveled with. So it was fun to have a kind of a front row seat for that.
0: Yeah. I would say, uh, it was, it was pretty new for for both of us when I started
1: getting going, but,
0: I don't think we were very surprised when kind of I got out there and I started playing well. I mean, I just right. played so well on the web that first year, the only year I was on the web. I would say though that, yeah, I mean, I kept things super simple. Mm-hmm. I had a very good understanding of my golf swing and what I really needed to do. And it was only, it came down to only a couple, really only a couple of things. And I just was really good at monitoring like the three or four. Simple checks, and but I really only had to have two swing dots on the golf course, and they were all just me staying really aggressive. That was to get really the only thing that you had me do. In the first lesson was to get my pivot through the shot. I guess my pivot, the first lesson, I guess my pivot wasn't getting through, my chest wasn't getting through. So that was one thing that you definitely had me do initially, and I immediately started seeing started to see control of the club face. and then on top of that i really felt like we just made some just simple changes like i understood how to work the ball left to right right to left Mm -hmm. and just i didn't really have to have to change a whole lot you know it just was pretty easy for me to kind of hit the shots i saw and i think when the game gets difficult is when you're trying to hit shots and you can't and like your 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 mind knows like all right we've been hitting it this way so then you try to change and hit it that way and right. i think that's where i started getting crossed up it's like all right my feels aren't matching up with what i know and i think that's where i started getting off but yeah i mean overall it was it was a dang it was we had a we had a, we had a lot of fun doing it i don't know that <laughs>
1: yeah, we did. We had a, i mean you know and, and i think i don't know that people understand like when you when you're doing what you did and what I did, like we spent a load of time. together. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably spent more time with you than I did Yvonne during those couple of years. Really. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably wishing you were back out playing and I was coaching you because I'm home more now. But, um, you know, uh, uh, but we did. I thought you did do. A, I thought one of the things that was brilliant about you was how simple you kept it. And the one thing I did learn from you, too, is you always you mentioned to me once, like we'd have two or three, four different fields to do the same thing. Yeah. And, and you you know, like and it would kind of rotate week to week, you know, yeah, like, right. you know, go, go like I remember Vegas when you won and, you know, trying to keep the left side of your face kind of behind the ball, but still rotates. Yeah. If you didn't lean, you know, we, and you'd have a couple of those things. That you'd go to, whereas I, which I thought was because I came up under Hank, as you obviously know from Burby Hammond. Hank was kind of more of a hard ass where he just kept telling you the same thing over and over. Right. right. And, and and I remember people when I was as an assistant that would leave him because they'd be like, that quit working. Right. <laughs> and so with you, it was good because, like, you know, you start going, okay, it's okay to, you know, come up with five different ways to do the same thing.
0: Yeah. And that was, you know, as when you're on the golf course by yourself playing in, in a tournament. You have to be able to make on-course adjustments when things aren't correct. And the guys that are the best at that are the guys that are consistently the top players in the world and play out there the longest. They know how to fix their golf swing or whatever it is and not become a mental game along the way. They're able to just be able to trust that feel, knowing, all right, I can do this, and it's going to make the golf ball for sure do this. And get it around and then go fix it after the round. And that's what that's what I would do. I would for me, if things were ever were when I was playing really well, I could work it both ways. But if I ever got off, what well, we did, we just uh shortened on my golf swing. I just aimed a little further right and I made sure that the club face would be looking at the ball sooner. And we would just put that stick back behind the golf ball, yeah, on the target line. I would just try to get that that club head coming down that target line as soon as I could, because I know that ball would start left and not right. Uh, I just have always fought that handle pole. And and I think that's why those those fields like you mentioned at Vegas work so well mm-hmm. is keep, when you keep that head back, it gives that time for that for you to actually shallow the golf club and get that club face looking at the golf ball sooner. And we had multiple fields like that that worked. But uh, yeah. really I, I think what was what was so effective was you know, I didn't really care that like, you know, I, I had my feels and stuff, but golf was, you know, I didn't really make changes. I didn't really make club equipment changes. I had the same type of bag for, you know, three years. And then it's funny how golf changes and the best advice I ever got was don't change how you got there. And next thing you know, I'm changing how I got there. When you get when when you start to throw factors like injuries and bad advice, yeah. just all those things that you don't anticipate at a young age that you can be kind of, you know, influenced one way or another. And uh, I think we all look back and wish you did it different. But heck, I'd, I wouldn't change one thing for the world because I got to spend so much time at home and I probably needed some of that. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been great. I've enjoyed it.
1: No, and, and I mean, uh, yeah, and that's think people don't realize how hard you worked, right? I, I was there for a big chunk of it, saw how often you work, how hard you work. And, uh, but I also don't know that people realize how, hard it is when you're that age. It's hard as a teacher too, when it's one of your <laughs> yeah. first out there, right? Like, you know, to keep people on the tracks. And look, it's easy, it's easy to be influenced and get. It. So I'm giving bad advice at times too. You're just doing the best, you're doing the best you can out there. It isn't like anybody's trying to fuck you up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, for a really good amount of time, I felt like I had a really a good team around me with you and Colby and, and Greg, I just felt like that, that was such a great, you know, team of, you know, Greg was super chilly, you know, and yeah. I was so, I'm such a fidgety person and high wired type of guy that it was, it was easy for me to get ahead of myself. And Greg was like the perfect calming influence of that. Mm-hmm. And shoot, I'd been working with Colby for, uh, Never. before I started working with you, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, i shoot, I've, I mean, Colby changed my career for the better just because right. I was, you know, I started really putting on some some good type of muscle coming out of college. And over those next couple of years, kept on getting stronger and stronger. And Colby, you know, he's the man. We, we love that man. So he's, he's the best.
1: We were him and I and Greg. We were, uh, we were on a group text. And uh, not long ago, in fact, Greg texted me a little bit ago. And I said I was... Taping a podcast, you he goes, Smiley's the OG, he's the one that put us all together. And uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but like, that's the team, but, but like, we were we were all talking about it. Like, heck, you were the one that we all got together. And as you know, we'd be all of us have become such good friends. And Colby and yeah. Greg and I, so much, I think
0: it's the coolest do. thing ever. It's
1: like my t- the team kept going, I, I just didn't keep going. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're, you're still you're still with us in spirit. We still talk about it and we still talk about all the fun shit we did with you. Just, so
0: it, was, it was all running on the fly. I mean, it was all new for, I think, probably probably Greg had the most experience out of all of us mm-hmm. at that point. He had worked with Keegan a little bit, I feel like, yeah. Curran. So, like, he had had, like, a year or so on tour working with those guys. But it was all fairly – I mean, I guess Kay Wayne had gone with John Peterson and Andrew Loop a little bit, but it still nice. was relatively new. He's not the
1: household name that he is now, obviously. Colby's so. passed all of us now. Colby's passed all oh, of yeah. us but we knew that was coming. He was the smartest oh, yeah. guy on the team. <laughs> no question. There's no question. But, and and I always tell folks too, like he was the first, like I'd been around coming up, bunch of trainers. And when you came to me, we we're at Mobile. And you were like, Hey, I've been working with this guy. I want you to meet him. We went over to Baton Rouge. Like he was the first trainer I ever was around that like actually asked what we were working on in the golf swing. It's right. specifically just designed for you to do. that was just to do that. Yeah. And I was like, that's revolutionary. It was to me at the time. And I think that's why I've included him so much. Cause you know, obviously I'm a big pivot teacher and I mean, hell, that's right. what he did. Right. He gets your body moving and able to do it.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, he's, he's the man. I love him to death. Uh, but yeah, I know that pivot stuff's fun, man. When, it, when you get it going, that club face is you got a lot of control of it. And that's, uh, I think injuries was probably the biggest part of that pivot stuff with me with my right wrist. I really felt like that's when I started having yep. just the hand. Like I just didn't trust the bottom. And for the longest time, my bottom was like the low point was in the same spot and my handle was like low. And then all of those, just those things I used to feel, I wasn't able, like I was having consistent right misses that whole fall. I guess of 2000 that would have been 18 and I guess somewhere along the way I just had enough of not being able to do it right and I guess looking back on it I probably was hampered by injuries and didn't realize it and I think we've had that conversation before it's like we we know what if we would have given enough time we would probably been able to fix it but At the time, you know. Uh, I I think I
1: told you. I think that I think that the first the the first thing when the wrist happened was the first time to me that you had that where the club face started to get a little open. Yeah,
0: and I started blowing it back a little bit more and more as we went, and it just caused way more uh,
1: issues along the way that I didn't expect. But But yeah, I mean, I think that we kind of figured out. I know you come to me to be the ultimate in the. Preparation, but uh, <laughs> some things <have> change, smiles. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I think the face, like when that happened, the wrist injury. And I think too that you talk about like advice though, but that was also, you know, like it's hard when you're having the success you're having, you had had gone through Augusta. We'll talk about that in a minute, but like to go ahead and make yourself sit out, right? And rest. Everybody oh, yeah. was, like, I was one of them you know in retrospect yeah everybody should have you know you probably should have sat out until that wrist was completely up cuz i mean hell as long as i'd worked with you even after a couple of times we got back together your wrist still bothered
0: when you and yeah, you were only know i've still fought injuries even when i kind of stopped playing this year i'm still battling injuries now just not as much wrist as it is i have more right knee stuff i've con- i'm just constantly working on my body to get it feeling feeling like it ever was. And I think that's, I don't know if it's just getting that wear and tear that I put on my body for shoot the years after, you know, 2018 to 2020 were like three long years of just like wearing out my body. And I think I've started to feel the, I I didn't realize it earlier this year that how just my body just was like, just wore ass out, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. uh, when that opportunity with the broadcast stuff came up, I was like, well, might as well give it a try. I mean, uh,
1: not playing the way I want to. So we'll see how this goes. You've done a hell of a job with it. It's been fun. I get more comments about your broadcast. Than people are always <laughs> like. People act like we don't ever talk or something. You know, I'm like, every time I see you, we stop and talk for a bit. You've done awesome with it. It was, it was fun to watch you catch up there. You did a great job too. I get a lot of comments about, you know, the interview you did with Ben afterwards and stuff. That's not like a fun one or easy one to do. But or yeah. like getting real emotional, but you handled it awesome, and I mean that's because you've been there as a player and you know what that's yeah,
0: like. Yeah, that's I think that's kind of the way I've approached this whole broadcast stuff. Is you know there's there's some learning curves and how to do the like how the business works and how you mm-hmm. you're kind of supposed to deliver things and how you know you're supposed to be a little bit more concise. But I've tried to deliver it from a player player's perspective, yeah. and and you know that was one of my strengths as a player was I felt like I was a, a very good thinker and how to get around a golf course and understood what it's supposed to look like, how to do it. And I think that's what's made broadcasting pretty fun for me. Cause I know what it's supposed to look like, yep. what shots guys are supposed to hit. And I think from, I did the U S junior and the US am. So it's kind of fun seeing some of these young, young kids come up and I can tell of the kids who, you know, like, all right, these, some of these kids got it. And it's, so it's fun to see them at a, such a yep. young age. For guys that we're going to see on tour here
1: in the next five years, you know, and going back to what we talked earlier about pivot, you know, Ben is kind of he he reminded me of you when I started work with him. Obviously, club face different, and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely different. But <laughs> he's, got the thing, he's got
0: the thing ready to be hit. Mine was like, we got to do some work to get it
1: to hit it. <laughs> but once we got that thing going, I mean, it's just turn your ass as hard as you can and don't let that face go over, right? Uh, Right. Yeah. You could watch that and go, okay, I could see T likes that part. Right. You know, Yeah. that, you know, obviously you could, you know, you can criticize a shot here or there, anything, but he did a pretty damn nice job of controlling that club face that week.
0: Yeah, no, he's, he definitely has a, a different, you know, I I haven't seen too many guys that you've taught that have had that type of action at the top. He's got not as much wrist cock, a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a stronger face, and more of a, like, a, almost a rotator like Dustin, but he's yeah. able to keep his pivot going forward. I, I just feel like the guys you've taught have had a lot more, you know, push draw like tendencies. That's it, to see a kid come through you with that. It's like, that's, that's, that's really cool to see a guy being able to hit that, you know, that yeah. cut and just hammer it. You know, that's, yeah, that's really strong stuff. And to be able to eliminate one side of the golf course like, like Ben's able to do, I just, I was so impressed with him as a kid and just
1: I think he's got all the talent in the world and a good kid. Right. You talk to him a bunch. Like I think that's what, (laughs) like, I, like he's one of us. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Like he likes to delete beers. He likes to have a couple beers, right? Like he's a good, like he's just a good dude. I I enjoy hanging out with him. So, uh, but like, you know, that part of that too is development, you know, you're always looking back at the what ifs you're like, like, I've obviously learned a bunch in the last however many years. So you're like, Maybe if I knew what I knew now when Smiley started with struggling, you're like, would you have been able to help him right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's always what what ifs in this game, man. Oh, for sure. uh, sure. I mean, I wouldn't have done anything different. I I wish uh, at the time maybe I would have, but looking back, it's been, you know, I I do – there's part of me that does miss playing on tour, but there's just so many – life lessons i learned along the way that helped me become the person i am today that uh who knows if that would have happened without those years if you don't ever go through years of struggle you don't really realize how good you had it when it was good so uh and that's that's the truth of it and greg was always greg always said the best said it best is that confidence can come back in an instant and uh and sometimes that's that's false hope with a for a golfer because you're like all right maybe it's that shot's going to carry over but you know, golf can be finicky, and sometimes it's it just takes a lot of ruts to, to be able to play on tour for a living.
1: And but yeah, no, they, Greg Greg always had those good one liners, though. You know, oh, he does. He's he <laughs> still got too. He um, you know, and but we do talk all the time about how that's how all of us got together. You know, so much of what I do is with young players. I think like I've spent a bunch of time out there, and I've had some great relationships and some success with guys that have played a bunch. But I think still the most fun for me is the guys like you and, you know, the guys I've been fortunate enough to coach through college and coming to right. play for, It's fun, right? You watch them grow up. And uh, so, like, if you were, you know, and you were always so gracious. Like, I remember the time you came to Panama City after the shark shootout and hung out with those juniors and, and oh, all yeah. that, right? Like, you were always so great talking to those juniors. If you were sitting with a group of my young players now and you were talking about the stuff that you – like if if you could tell them something to make sure they do or to make sure that they got better at or stuff to learn from from your experience what would you share for me it's i would say
0: to have a like a uh, have a plan and to be able just to work that plan and in today's society it's so easy to look around and just see what other people are doing mm-hmm. and some some people's success is not success you're going to have at, a, at an early stage uh, everybody has their own way of how they kind of work through this game of golf some people it takes them a lot longer for their plan to be successful and that's just the truth of it and it takes years and years of practice for folks that it takes to you know kind of get over the hump but that's just today's society you want to you want to see results instantly and it's easy as a parent it's easy as a as a as a player to want to like just change around a bunch, but really it's find somebody that can give you time. You need to have a coach that can invest himself in you to be able to work that plan and kind of be able to have those checkups and someone that you can trust. It's so I would say you've probably seen it a bunch now than more. (laughs) So in the last five years and maybe not, but I would assume that parents now are just, just oh. see what every everybody does and they just keep trying to change and change and change. But that, that just isn't good for a kid. They they really need to stick, they need, you know, a couple of years of working that plan. And maybe if that doesn't work, you can say, okay, well, we did exactly what we were supposed to. You worked your butt off, and maybe this isn't the right fit. Yeah. But that's but as far as just development goes, working a plan and sticking to it and then just working your tail off. Really, I mean, you, it's not you're not going to become really good without hard work
1: and then the right information. Yeah, I, I love the work of the plan, and 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 you're right. Like, I think it's, I guess, a lot of it's because of social media, because everybody can put stuff up every day, and I, yeah. and I don't. It's any different than being like a high school girl or whatever, feeling pressured from like everybody only puts their good stuff up, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I right? never and seen anybody I, miss a shot on Instagram. No, no. And Greg, you'll love this. Greg and I were talking one day. We were talking about somebody like just like kept posting like when a guy, kid plays good or a guy wins and whatever. And Greg goes like, I mean, I want to post like, hey, I just had five guys miss the cut this week. I'm feeling pretty right, like you know, because nobody ever does it right. Like they, think no, like, I mean, you know, they that's just, all. Weathers.
0: People like, like to show people like to show the kind of their best. uh, them best selves on social media and that's you know it's fine but and i think so much now these younger kids feel connected to uh the pj tour whatever whatever mm-hmm. tour you follow but they feel they're connected to these players and they and they see what they do and they see how much success they have and they compare themselves to them uh which isn't healthy you know <laughs> if yeah. i would have if i've uh, would have been comparing myself to in college, let's say to one of your best students of all time, Bobby, you know, if I was comparing myself to him at that time, I would have, it would have been bad for me, you know, cause he was, he, he still is that's a world leader. Right. Yeah. In my mind, one of the best players I've ever played with, but you know, it, it's, it's just sticking to that plan. You know, I think that's, you know, you've had students in that have done it, you know, for instance, a guy like Tom love lady oh, is, yeah. is one of the best that, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but, He's been able to stick to exactly – every time I've played with him, he's been working on the same thing. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, I've never right. seen him be like, yeah, I'm really trying to do this or that. I mean, and that's, that's just kudos to uh, obviously a great – a kid that knows what he does well and then getting good information from his coach, yourself, to
1: well, uh, kind he, of work you know, that plan. And he's one of those rare – like, I, I think it's rare nowadays for like, when guys have a year or two where they don't play good right to not automatically just say i got to go do something different
0: right yeah
1: and another one another one of those somebody you know real well rick Lang. you know really good last monday and you know getting two corn trade finals but like year before like i could easily say like man we didn't have much like it we didn't maybe do as well but like you know that the, the examples of those people are fewer and farther between than they used to be, and I do think that's a lot of social media because I think you can see, you see everybody's successes, and you see coaches from everywhere. You got access to so much stuff that, let's face it, when you and I started working, there was some social media, but it wasn't anywhere near like yeah, that. it was.
0: It was nothing like it you is. You were Mister
1: Carter K. You were Mister Carter
0: K. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's we our social media was. With funny hashtags that we didn't even understand. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Huh? It's changed, that's for sure. And we've uh it's come a long way with this uh this social media stuff. And I can't sort of put into words now what it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's too yeah. much. I'm, it's it's I try, to, I try to stay off my phone, but now with this the media
1: gig, I kind of have to stay on my phone and follow stuff a lot more and be more active. So <laughs> talk a little bit about the media. Like it seems like you really like. It really does. It seems like you're enjoying first time like when I saw you at the AM was the first time I saw you where you just didn't look like worn out in a long time. And i <laughs> mean yeah. that in a good way. Like no, I, I like,
0: right? I think when I got to Southern Hills for the PGA, it was the first time it felt like nobody was like on top of my back, like there was no monkey on my back. It was just like finally, just like there's nobody nobody running behind me. So it felt I felt free. I felt like myself been able to enjoy the game again, playing and broadcasting. You know, I haven't been playing probably since about April. It wasn't really just, I said like, hey, I'm not playing anymore. It was just this broadcast stuff came up and I've really even have enjoyed it. And I feel like I kind of can pursue this for a little while, not ever ruling out not playing again, but this stuff right now, is just so fun and playing golf at home, enjoying the game, not really caring what, what I shoot or where I hit it. You know, I've started to play. It's shocking Probably how that works. You start to play better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've just been playing some outings here and there, you know, finally driving it pretty well. You know, just I've always been a good putter and a good chipper and wedge player. It's been more just the mental, physical grind of trying to do too much. And it's funny, just stepping away from the game, what, will that, what that will do for just your overall
1: just confidence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I came home and Ivonne was like, you know, she had said, ask if I saw you. Cause she was watching the coverage and all that stuff. And so I was like, yeah, we talked to I, like, I said, man, like that's the first thing I said, like you look the happiest I've seen you in years really did. Like, yeah. and I told her, I was like, <laughs> I was happy for that. Cause like you just always seemed like you had the weight of the world on your shoulders. So Yeah. Last few, you know?
0: Yeah. You don't realize it when you're going through it, you know, you, you kind of just, I think professional golfers, you're kind of trained to, uh, to try to be invincible, you know? And I think for myself, it just, I didn't realize at the time how stressed I was with trying to, you know, be the perfect golfer to get back to where I wanted to be and just stepping away from the game. And this, this opportunity has just been so good for me to really put myself around the best players in the world. Again, watching them play and see what they struggle with, but also be like, wow. Okay. This is why they're, <laughs> this is why they're a top. That's yeah. like, that's, that's that's fun to see too but and yeah but it's it's been really fun
1: for me I, i've enjoyed it last question then i'll let you go because i need another beer too so <laughs> um, but so when you look at the best player i always like to ask folks that are up close when you look at the best players in the world and you're out there and you were one of the best at a time like what are the things that they do different and better than the ones that don't quite get there because we all know like yeah bounce back and forth and also like guys that were great at college or young people coming up. What is it that they do so much better?
0: So I will all group in a so a lot of the guys I've watched this year, I've watched Cameron Smith play a bunch of golf. I've watched mm-hmm. uh Scotty Sheffler play a bunch, Rory. And from from those guys, like what I saw with them, they all did everything well, but there were certain things and certain certain shots or categories of their games that they were just, I was like, wow, I don't, I can't do that. and And with Cameron Smith it was always his putting it was to me I was just and then he he was a much better ball striker than I thought he was really his long iron game was incredible and same goes with Will Zalatoris. I couldn't believe that people said he's a bad putter all I did was watch he's way better than people (laughs) think. yeah Uh, I think he was an incredible ball striker he can hit shots that that are that you that you know that my eye sees that he he's able to pull off pretty consistently. And the guys there just couldn't quite get over the hump or they do things well and they're just a little off. But to me it's it's it wasn't that as far off as they think. You know, the for instance a guy like Brooks Kapka, he wasn't hitting it very well at the US Open. But to me it was just he was just a little off. And to, and he's and it's funny how Fickle the game is, is that he probably felt so lost in what he was yeah. trying to do with his golf swing. But to me, it, it just looked and that's the hardest thing about being a coach. I imagine it's like it it doesn't look as bad as what the player feels like it, yeah. it looks. Mm-hmm. And with a guy like Brooks, who I didn't it didn't. I've told you that before. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like you're like, oh, it didn't look too bad. It's like, well, it feels terrible. Well, I mean, right. that's probably what's going on with a lot of players. And I saw that with Brooks and guys like Rory, I, I I felt like his driving abilities, and obviously everybody knows how good that is, but he can hit a, a short iron so high. And I was shocked at how good of Scotty Shepard was with shaping the golf ball to where it looked like everything like was straight. He held it up the wind and high and sh- like low, and he made everything Every golf ball looked like it was flying straight, which is so hard to do, and that was, you know, the, just an example of all of those guys I just kind of mentioned. But it's fun to watch, and composure wise, you can tell with a major champion who the guys are and who the caddies are that have the best team around them to be able to kind of get over the hump because it's the the line between winning a major championship and finishing twentieth is a pretty. It's, it's, it's really a little bit of luck and yeah. just the right balance and the right like body language. And you can watch guys body language at major championships and see who the guys are that are ready and composed to win versus the guys who aren't. And I could mm-hmm. see that from watching. So I felt like body language. And then obviously guys have certain God given t- gifts that they have that were noticeable
1: that separates them from, from the next guy awesome stuff smiley this was fun fun for me to sit and kind of reminisce a little catch up man. keep doing all the awesome stuff on tv it was yeah it was fun, man fun uh, anytime
0: you anytime you're up here in birmingham we need to go tee it up at
1: uh tpc highlands i feel like that's our best spot to go i'm coming up for abby's wedding in november and me and wade hamilton are playing <laughs> at bestavia the morning before the wedding. it's gonna be in your whole backyard all right well text me when you're up here and i'll uh i'll come out and say what's up we'll go play some. Perfect. That sounds good. Thanks for sitting in. Hopefully, we get somebody else out there you can follow around sometime soon.
0: Heck yeah. Let's do it.